Okay, if we could be um, drawing your groups back together. I wonder if we could get um, one person just from each group just to come up, maybe use the microphone to my left and, and just sort of feedback some of the things from their group. Um, and, you know, we're asking uh, what's one thing, a sort of light bulb moment or something you've learnt or realised or had confirmed today and also, you know, one, one sort of question you're hoping to sort of take away over the next few months and chew on. So I guess there'll be sort of a number of responses on each of those from each group. But perhaps we could have, um, start start at the front, could somebody come up from that group and just give us a wee bit of a sort of feedback from that group? That'd be fantastic. Thank you. Um, I think a lot of what we thought about that was new to us was the help. At Queen's Park Baptist and how it runs and we talked a bit again about how, how it's been set up and the support that the church group get from um, Sam H, the Scottish Association for Mental Health. Um, we also thought it was good to be reminded again about the one in four statistic about mental illness um, and how much it still is big unspoken in church. Do you want to hear about the one thing to think about? Yeah, yeah. Um, one person, at least in the group, is keen to consider a group that's like the hub in the setting where she works. Um, we also want to think about how not to prey on people when they're vulnerable, thinking back about what Carol said in her, her piece after lunch and how um, thought-provoking that all was, and um, looking at how good can come out of a situation that's, that's less good and it's not, perhaps, how we'd want it to be, but looking at how God can um, work in that and help a person. That's brilliant. Um, should we just work our way gently back down that side of the screen? I suppose the overriding thing that uh, that came out from the discussion in, in our group was uh, that uh, the question of how to implement some of the things that people have, have learned today, there was a, kind of a, a desire, if you like, to, to make it happen in, uh, in one way or another. Question, the question is pretty much my question. One thing that jumped out at me is that how little, I can't remember who was saying it, but how little there is in the way of uh, scripture within the the, the 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 discussions about mental health, uh, and that's sort of that's made me think because when I was suffering myself, I, God seemed to lead me to these bits of the Bible that you didn't really see. That was all about misery and and depression and, and all the rest of it. Uh, so I think that's pretty much. Working out of our group discussion, I was asked to actually speak about something in the last group of Marion, and so I'll do it now. Good for it. Good for it. Amongst the many things that I do, I'm also what's known as a Scottish mental health first aid trainer, and it was quite surprising within a Christian context to see how few people knew about that. I, it's something that's been run by the National Health Service uh, and as someone who's a trainer on it, I would say it would be good for anybody if you see the course advertised to get on one of these courses. Uh, we're quite safe, we're all accredited by the National Health Service. Uh, 
That doesn't mean to say that those who work in the National Health Service have been on the course or are necessarily uh, comfortable with it, but it's, it, the idea is to, to get out into the public this idea that we can all be mental health first aid workers, we can all have a response, and wouldn't it be wonderful if Christ, as Christians we had the confidence to say we can respond to this, uh, this situation. We often say the course is not about turning you into a counsellor, a psychologist, or even a psychiatrist, but it is about giving you confidence to say, oh, so-and-so doesn't seem to be quite right, what can I do? So keep your eye open for it, and if you don't see any adverts out there, you'll be able to Google it. We've got a, a good website. Yeah, I mean, I, back to that, I would say, first-rate course. I have been on parts of it and talked on one of the sessions, which was really interesting, so it's a great course, and if your church wants to do something, Get a bunch of people and go on a local course, or if you think you've got enough people, get them to come and run a course in your church or church hall, and you can invite other people in. And in much the same way, you get St John's Ambulance in to do a first aid course, get these guys in to do a first aid course, and it's a great place to start. Um, the, the other sort of good place, which I've mentioned a bit, but you know, one of the reasons why the mental, the Mind and Soul website is there, which is www.mindandsoul.info, is so that. You can, you know, I mean, to a certain extent, I'm preaching to the converted today, I guess, and, you know, you can sort of say, well, actually, email one of the articles to a friend, or, um, you know, you can get a CD and give it to your pastor, or something like that, you know, so that it, it, it's out there, so that stuff goes further than today, and, it, you know, if you're not sure how to communicate those principles to your, to the church yourself, you know, you can say, you know, get, get, get some of the audio and give it to the elders in the church and say, listen to this, what do you think we should do with that? So that, that resource is there as well if you're not quite sure how to take it forward. Okay, ne next group maybe. Don't all rush at once. So maybe somebody from this group here could start. I think who's going to speak at the back there. We were encouraged um, that more people than we thought would be here were here. So that was encouraging. Um, we were thinking about not using the Bible glibly, not just plucking out verses, um, and the importance of empathy and how useful it is when you've gone through something yourself. Well, they, you'll never be able to actually go through everything that people have gone through. Um, and not just trying to fix people or fix things, and that linked in with the Bible verses. We were thinking about how a small church has its advantages, that often dwindling congregations are kind of down on themselves, but actually one of the things that was up on the screen was a small church is useful for people, helpful, so that was good. Um, and um, one of our group was talking about his, his late wife who used to write poems um, to kind of express her experience of depression and they were printed in the church magazine anonymously mostly and how that was a really positive thing and a couple of things we were going to go away and think about um, was the way that church often has programs and structure in place um, rather than people just spending time and giving people company walking alongside and how that's probably wrong and the way that people are sometimes grouped together into kind of groups to help that kind of people rather than being specific to individual needs and that needed a bit more thought and just the whole getting the right balance between yeah do you have a bible study group just for people with bipolar disorder and a 
or do you integrate or how do you do that and just getting the right balance is something that's going to need thought. Next group. Well, we had a couple of folk that just felt a lot of things they, they sort of thought about or knew already had been reinforced, so I think we've been encouraged. Um, and you thought to quite a few of us was that actually a welcome team can be a big issue. Um, and it's not just having one, it's it's what you do, and that for some people it could be threatening. Also, someone else had discovered that body language can be really important, not just yours, but the people you're relating to. And the big thing that we were all thinking about, and I think we really have to think more about, is the and somebody expressed their shock at realising that somebody had been excluded from ministry because they had had mental health issues in the past. So rather than being allowed to use that as a help, you know, it was just that, no, you can't do this. And think very carefully about how we treat people and how we may um, involve them in ministry. Um, so it's not, that's, that's a huge issue that we have to be careful about, but something we need to think about carefully. Thank you. I mean, um it's difficult to draw parallels with New Testament passages and say, oh, such and such a passage refers to somebody with a mental health problem. But the one that people sometimes gravitate towards, I think it's in John 5, which is the, the, the guy who was possessed by a legion of demons and self-harmed and, and lived in the caves and you know seemed to have a number of mental health symptoms, even if we can't be sure about the illness. But he went on to be the best evangelist in the Bible, apart from St. Paul. You know, he, he went to preach and converted to the ten towns in Decapolis, and that was Jesus' commission to him. And only, only St. Paul did more than ten towns, as far as I know. So, so I think that's really exciting. I think it's a real shame, actually, when people are sort of cut out of ministry because of this thing in the past that's always going to be there because it's a historical fact. But actually, maybe they've got more to offer. And if you think about, you know, Martin Lloyd-Jones, um, William Cowper, the hymn writer, God Moves in Mysterious Ways, Ways was written immediately after he'd had a sort of suicidal, massive suicidal episode. And, um, you know, John Newton as well. I'm just reading an amazing um, biography of um, uh, John Newton by Jonathan Aitken, the um, chap who committed perjury and then became a Christian in prison, the MP. Amazing stories of all these famous Christians over the years. And, um, you know, one of the my sort of privilege, I suppose, is occasionally to be contacted by Christians whose names you would know, shall we say, you know, particularly a, a number of worship leaders and songwriters that I can think of to actually say, you know, I've had depression, please, please can you mention this occasion at the conference? And, you know, we read out an email at the last conference and said, um, I'm a worship leader at a large London church, you will have heard my name and probably sung some of my songs. I want you to know that every single Sunday when I get up in church to lead worship, I'm terrified and I question my own inadequacy each time before I do that. And that was someone who you probably sung some of their songs. So, you know, it, it, it's not a barrier. And actually, for them, it was the source of their, 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 their creativity and some of their wisdoms and insights and pastoral skills. From my point of view, I just want to say thank you so much for, for coming on today. I have loved doing something in Scotland. I keep, I keep fairly quiet about what I do in Scotland because I've got so much going on with up and down the country and the internet side of it and so on. But it's lovely to do something in Scotland and um, lovely to sort of meet Marion, although we, we've chatted on the phone a few times, and, and lovely to meet all of you. So thank you very much for me, and I'm just going to hand it to Marion, who's going to close for us.
ICC for a minute. Thank you to all of you for coming. Thank you to Rob. One of the new things for me today is the first time I've ever seen Ian Smith with a tie on, so that was a new thing for me. Um, the chap who did the... never seen him with a tie on before. A reinforcement thing for me today has been the need for carers to be able to talk. And I, I'll, everywhere I go, People who have loved ones with mental health problems, they, there's no forum for people to talk. And I think that's something that churches could talk, could talk about and think about. Okay, so we could add that to the list. Thank you to all our contributors, to the students who helped, uh, to Annette for her food, and uh, just in general. And what I'm going to, and if I've missed anyone out, well, sorry, come and tell me. Um, the, um, I'm going to ask that we just sit quietly for two or three minutes and that you make some sort of response inwardly about what you've heard today and thought about today. And after a few, t a few minutes of silence, uh, I will finish with uh, the benediction from Jude, which is one of my favourites. Now to him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you without blemish before the presence of his glory with rejoicing, to the only God, our Saviour, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen.